This is the Prosperous Family Podcast, where we explore creative ways of prospering mentally, emotionally, socially, physically, financially, and spiritually. So pull out your notepads, put on your thinking caps, and be open to new ways of approaching your day-to-day life, new ways of creating prosperity, happiness, joy, peace in your life and in the lives of your family members. Welcome to Prosperous Family Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Prosperous Family Podcast. Today's episode is a topic that um, I have lived (laughs) and studied for many years. And um, we are going to be talking about grief is not depression. Um, There are many people who are going through the process of grieving something and they are misdiagnosed either by themselves or by professionals as having depression. And I want to talk about uh, a couple of experiences that I've had in my life, um, periods of my life that, and compare and contrast the differences um, and in hopes to, that I am able to give you a little bit of perspective. Uh, it, whether you are in similar circumstances or know someone who is in these circumstances, to be able to help, I hope, my hope is that I am able to help you get the help and support that you need, get the healing that you need, and inspire you to see your life in a different perspective. So the two um, situations that I want to talk about in my life is um, around 2002, well, it was 2002, <laughs> when I experienced postpartum depression. And that was after, I had, I'd had a minor case of it after my second child was born. Um, it was a very stressful birth and it was a stressful time of life. So it I didn't really have time to process emotions. And so there was some sadness and intense tension around that time of life. But after my third was born, it was the first time I had a breast infection, which, you know, getting sick is never fun (laughs) and really affects me emotionally. But then I was also depleted from having three kids so quickly, physically, nutritionally depleted and emotionally depleted because um, Tommy, my husband was struggling himself with some depression around um, which to be honest, we thought it was depression, but that what he was struggling with, I will go into when I talk about grief later, because 
during this time, postpartum depression time, I was absolutely positively overwhelmed, completely drained. And the worst part about it for me and him was that my stepson, who was about 16, um, was thrown out of his mother's house at that time into our home. And it couldn't have been a worse time for him to come. Um, so just take a moment. <laughs> the poor kid had to um, put up with my erratic emotions and they were incredibly erratic. Um, and, and I am so grateful first and foremost that we did find a therapist um, at, at that time, I was also um, processing a trauma that had suddenly come back. I, I, I had seen a therapist about that particular trauma, but it had suddenly come back and more intensely with the birth of my daughter. And I bring this all up because I, I want you to know that Depression is real, and there are times in your life when there's so many layers to what you are suffering through that unpacking it all and trying to find healing may be very difficult. And that goes for both grief and depression. But in my case, it took me saying, I want to find a solution. And that's when I found a therapist and yeah, it was a therapist who, it was a partnership of therapy, therapists who would work with both me, my husband and um, my stepson. And even though they didn't continue very long and I didn't stay so long, it was that therapist who first started to plant the seed in my mind that I was a genius. That is not that I hadn't ever heard that before, but he um, pointed out and reminded me that the way that I think and the things that I think about were very different than the way some people think. And I had not completely uncovered my genius abilities and qualities because of my choice to be a stay-at-home mom. And he unlocked in me that desire to really reach my full potential that had been squelched um, by those choices. I, I don't I don't want to talk about the choice between staying home or to be with your kids or not in this episode. That is another episode. But it was talking to the therapist and then deciding that I was going to make new choices in my physical exercise and my own personal nutrition that started to move me out of that depression. Um, now, grief is a totally different thing. It was fast forward um, about 
five, six years. <laughs> and around the end of 2006, 2007, I started experiencing emotions that, and I may have that time wrong. <laughs> I guess it was to, just 2007, middle of 2007, that I, and I started experiencing emotions that looked very much like depression. And I was in the process of doing all this personal development and taking classes and courses about um, incre increasing my money and investing and growing businesses. And, and on the one hand, having all these big, huge dreams and goals, and on the other hand, crying my eyes out. <laughs> And at some point in the process of working through that, which was not a fast process at all, I identified, I feel like I'm going through the stages of grief. Um, someone was talking about grief in healing from, you know, someone had died in their life. And I went, that feels like what I'm going through. <laughs> now for me, this process took several years and I think in large part because I didn't identify quickly that I was grieving. But after, probably a year after I said to myself, I think I'm going through grieving, but I don't know what I'm grieving. I met a psychologist whose specialty was grief. A therapist, I don't know her actual role because I just met her at a um, networking event or something. And I said, you know, I feel like I've been going through grief and grieving through the process of grieving, but I can't identify why, because I haven't lost anyone significant to me. They're, you know, grandparents, my husband's stepfather, um, but I wasn't really close to any of them and I can't understand why I'm grieving. And she explained it to me at that time, she actually, actually asked me, have you moved, changed jobs, started a business, closed a business, had a child, married? And she started listing this. Those, one, those are the ones I remembered, but she started this long list of things that were huge transitions. And she pointed out, she said, first of all, I said to her, uh, yeah, <laughs> all of the above, <laughs> at least ton of those um, I've done in the past five years. <laughs> and she said, what most people don't realize is these things that we think of as happy experiences, such as getting married, such as having a child, such as moving to a new area or getting a promotion or a new job, also create such dramatic changes in our life that we need to process the grief of no longer being single, the grief of no longer being able to get out and go as you choose because suddenly you have to reprogram yourself around a child or the grief of losing friendships or um, those types of things. All of these transitions create positive and negative. It was the first time that I really uh, began to understand the yin yang of life, that 
we have to be able to process the grief. And to be honest, since that time, I have discovered that one of the things I was grieving at that time was these big, huge dreams and goals that I was creating in these trainings that I wasn't able to obtain because my life and most especially myself, was not ready to go after them and do the kind of work that I needed to do to make those goals happen. And so in, although it looks like depression, there were some differences to it. And I, what I've seen as I've worked with myself and others is very often the grief is a situation where once we get through one phase of the grief, if maybe even not all the way through the grief, we start to come out of it and we start to feel better. And um, it doesn't overwhelm us like a chemical imbalance of depression might be. Um, And so I am bringing this up because I want you to start identifying and realizing where you're grieving. You know, if you are processing a trauma from your childhood, you might be grieving the, what could have been, the dreams and goals that you felt like were destroyed through that trauma, the person that you could have been if you hadn't been left years without processing that trauma. Um, And so acknowledging that that you are grieving and giving yourself a permission to grieve can begin to unlock those feelings of sadness, those feelings of overwhelm, like this is how I will always be. And for me, it was one of the, um, like it gave me self Satisfaction, I don't know the word I'm trying to look for, that it was okay, that grieving was something I could have done, should have done, it's a normal part of life, and not something that I'm plagued with, and not that anyone is, is or is not plagued with depression, but it is something that I could work through, something that I could process. And to to be honest, part of the reason that I bring this up is that I see so many people who think, well, I'm sad, I'm depressed, I'm overly emotional, and start to believe that that's the way they will always be. And in the next section of this episode, I'm going to talk a little bit more about why that is not the case. Hey, Marion Hobson here, and I'm breaking in to tell you about my Genius Moms training. I believe that many moms are living way below their potential. They are constantly giving to other people and not allowing themselves to really see the good that they can give in the world when they take charge of becoming their best selves. And so I am... I train moms, both 
on helping their families to grow as we are doing here on this podcast. But also if you find my Genius Moms page on Facebook, you can learn about future trainings that I will be talking about there. So make sure you find us. Welcome back. This is Marian Hobson on our very important um, sensitive subject of grief is not depression. Just before the break, I was talking about how very often people begin to think that because they're sad, because they're feeling what they call depressed, they're going to be that way always. They have a chemical imbalance. And and as one of my guests spoke about recently, very often they have doctors, psychologists, psychiatrists, whoever it is, who tell them, oh, you're feeling this way, you need a pill. And if Yes, pills can help with symptoms, but they actually can feed and foster staying in the grief, staying in the depression. And I'm talking mostly about grief here because I have experienced more grief than depression. Although the symptoms are very similar, I have found that once I've acknowledged, okay, I'm grieving, Let's see, what am, what could I possibly grieve grieving? Oh, I didn't hit that goal. Oh, my daughter, son, child, husband didn't fulfill my expectations. Oh, I quit that job. And even though quitting that job was the best thing for my psyche, I'm grieving that I don't have a weekly paycheck. <laughs> um, and, and which is a real source of grief for many people Um, and identifying where what you are grieving can help you to say okay what do I want instead how can I shift this how can I process this and let it go can I cry can I do some type of emotional work to let go of those sadness the sadness and the bad feelings, can I turn that around and start today to be grateful for that choice? In an earlier episode, I talked about the, the choice that I made to come home for Thanksgiving in 1996 and stay home um, in North Carolina. And while that led to my meeting Tommy and falling in love and starting a wonderful relationship, at one point in my grieving process, I realized that I was grieving the fact that I did not take that big flashy DC job. And I was grieving the loss of those friendships and the single life that I had there. And I had to become okay with the choice that I had made. I had to cry and grieve and love myself for wanting something different because whatever feeling you have at this moment is just a feeling 
And it's okay to love yourself for being an emotional person that has feelings and sometimes feelings that are contrasting the happiness um, that you want to create. And so for that particular grief, I had to remind myself that I had met a wonderful man, that we were creating an amazing family, that we had a strength to our relationship that I might not have been able to find with just anyone. And so, but it, for me, I'm very rarely able to find that place of gratitude until after I've let myself sink into the sadness and the grief of that. Letting a dream go, um, making a choice that could have prevented me from something great and grand. Um, And for that particular reason, it was because I was struggling with my career, which again is another episode. Um, But in that moment of struggling with my career, of course I started thinking about all the things that I could have done better to make my career better. Um, And in that same vain. Um, and at one point in, in our married life in August 30th, 2005, <laughs> I will tell you because I it created an intense amount of grief. Um, my, my son had been seriously injured and I was in the hospital with him and Tommy lost his job. Um, And we won't go into the details of how he lost his job because part of my grief was what caused it. But the same day I found out that our renters in our home in North Carolina were moving out. Um, They had just not paid rent and for the month of August. It was infuriating that they would choose to do it that way. But Tommy made the decision that he would just go back to his job in North Carolina and we would go with him you know, move back to the house. And and whereas that solved the problem of trying to get a renter and we sold the house where we were living um, very quickly, going along with that decision without processing it, without letting myself be in a healthy place to make that decision, um, created a scenario where I had to grieve and a lot of this grief that bubbled up in 2007 was because I had not processed that decision because I had not really been a part of that decision. And I had just gone along with it because of the intense emotions of not sleeping all night and being um, really, really concerned for my son. Um, That poor son. has has, um, created a couple of scenarios like that. But I had to start learning that making decisions needed to be well thought out, needed to be well planned. And as I will discuss in um, Fostering Family Unity, I had to be a part of family decisions, not just going along. So as we are talking about grief, 
I want to invite you to see where the, your feelings are coming from. There are a group of people who have an energy system that tend to have more depression, grief, intense emotions, sadness. And it is because you are the strongest, most powerful energy system, or at least one of them. <laughs> and you actually have within you the ability to change your circumstances. Most people have some of this ability, but there are a group of people who have an amazing ability to change their circumstances. And yet, because they lived within the confines finds confines of their childhood homes where they couldn't change their circumstances. They start to think, I can't change my circumstances. I am going to be a victim of these circumstances always. But that's not true and that's not the case. And so I want to invite you, if you are feeling overwhelmed, if you are feeling like this is the way life will always be, if you are depressed because you can't see your way out of your current circumstances, to start by believing you have the power within you to change your circumstances. And then start an exercise or a practice that will support you in giving you power. It might be doing exercise. It might be doing emotional exercises. It might be taking on any of the exercises that me or any of my guests share in these in this pot these podcast episodes, the episodes of this podcast. But whatever it is, start taking action to help yourself see that you are empowered and you have the ability to change your circumstances. You are an adult. You have free will. The majority of people listening to this podcast live in a society that you are actually free to choose how you will live and release yourself. This is a big, big, big one. And obviously something I will talk about many, many times. The next step of getting out of that is release yourself from rules that might be binding you. Some of those rules might actually be laws of your family, laws of your religion, laws of your country. And there may be some of those that you need to choose to break. Um, I'm not inviting you to do criminal activity, <laughs> but I am inviting you to see it differently. Are you really bound by that law? Is it really going to control you and can cause you depression? I'm mostly talking about family rules and laws where when you lived with your parents, no, you were not allowed to you know, sleep in on Saturday morning, let's say it that way. You were not allowed to eat the things that you chose that would make you healthy and strong. Um, but and very often as adults, we're still living under those rules, even though we're no longer in our parents' homes. So 
I want to invite you to see this differently. Look at where you are feeling boxed in, where you're feeling controlled, and how that depression or how that grief might be being fed by that feeling. And decide today that you can take control and get out of that box, break through those barriers, and start by doing some type of action, uh, any kind of exercise that will put you into action because that's going to help you find new solutions down the way down the road. So in conclusion, I want to remind you that not all feelings of sadness are depression. Not all feelings of overwhelm are caused by a chemical imbalance. They can be caused simply by grief. Dang, what happened? And sorry, my counter on the podcast was going funky. Um, but trying to make this live, I want to give you permission and challenge you to start today to move out, to empower yourself, to believe that this is not how you're always going to be. And Finally, I want to invite you to do this exercise. And that is to connect with your future self. For me, I call her my old wise woman. Um, you don't have to call her old, <laughs> but my wise woman, I like to find her um, through visualization, which I'm not really great at, but I can somewhat see a frame of a, of a wise woman. And I most especially can sense and feel this person who has deep compassion for me and who I am and what my circumstances are at this moment. And as you're doing this exercise, just allow yourself to feel the compassion that your wise woman your wise, your old wise self has for you. Take in some deep breaths and allow them, you know, feel the hug that they might give you and ask them for the wisdom. Ask that person, that future self, what do I need to do to move myself closer to the happy, peaceful, content, prosperous person I want to be. Look forward to hearing from you and all the peace and joy that this bring, this exercise brings to you in your life. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Marianne Hobson and I invite you to subscribe, like, comment, and most importantly, share what you've learned with someone you know. The best way to lock it in is to teach someone else. So make sure that you share what you've learned, take action on an exercise or something that you've heard today, and come back to let us know how it's benefited your life and your family. Looking forward to hearing from you soon.